Well, we are back with the sniffler, and no, it is not Barack. It is not, sorry, Mr. Joe Biden himself. Those guys, I mean, we got Joe Biden, we got Barack Obama, all of those guys. Creepy around small children. There's Ashley Biden, there's Joan Rivers. There's so many things I want to talk about, especially when it comes to the Bohemian Grove. Clint has been dying to ask about Obama's Johnson. We're going to be getting into all of that, plus a lot more, all here on this independent media broadcast, broadcasting live from rumble.com forward slash we are changed this is our first broadcast continuing it here where we are going to be able to have a unfiltered uncensored fully honest conversation getting into some of the stuff that we were not able to get into on youtube the rabbit hole goes deep Welcome, get your shovels, because it's going to be a crazy ride. Now, if you want a super chat, I believe Rumble does Rumble Rants. We will be reading those. If you have any specific questions for either of the people here, whether it, of course, is Clint, whether it, of course, is Larry, whether it's Steph, who absolutely talks way too much. Steph, you just got to <laughs> pipe it down back there. Ser- seriously. Come on. You just, uh, you just, uh, you know, women, you know, they, 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 they never stop. They never stop. But, but, but. I don't know what to say, so I'm really listening, but I'm intent on being able Yeah, just make sure your mic works as well. Say something again. Say something again. Oh, 
and your mic stopped working. Okay, crap. All right, we'll Son try to gun. fix that uh, in just a little bit and try to replace your microphone. If you have a question, just let me know, and I could just probably spin back my microphone. Uh, but just to make people aware, if you're not using Rumble Rants, we are taking Super Chats through streamlabs.com forward slash info WRC. I'm putting that link down in the comment sections right now. You could click on it. When you click on it, you could put in a donation. If it's $10 or more, it will be displayed on the screen. If it's $50 or more, it will be read and answered. If it's $100, there will be instant text-to-speech on this broadcast. Your participation, your support is greatly uh, needed as, of course, we're doing this after we're being fully demonetized on YouTube. So, of course, we're changing platforms, we're changing things up, and we're in, at a place where finally we can say what the fuck we want and we could talk about all the crazy, ridiculous topics that, sadly, we cannot talk about on YouTube. Joining me for this ride is, of course, Clint Russell of the Liberty Lockdown Podcast. Clint, let me, uh, let's introduce yourself, uh, introduce yourself one more time. Uh, Clint Russell, Liberty Lockdown, co-host of Tower Gang, LP National, Mises Caucus member, Dave Smith, Ron Paul, Scott Horton, Acolyte. Uh, thrilled to be here, and uh, no one's watching right now, Larry, so I just want you to know that your secrets are... Liberty safe with us. <laughs> and this is stuff of We Are Change. Happy to be here. Happy to get into this. Hey, hey, give me, I, I pass my microphone again. Uh, we had other microphones that were supposed to come in today, didn't, didn't come in. But let's just get right into it. Larry, thank you so much for, for sharing your story. Be as explicit as you want to be. Share as many details as you want to be. What didn't we hear from that Tucker Carlson interview that you want to tell the, the, the American public that, that didn't get to see? your side of the story well look let, let's let's start from the beginning real quick uh january 18th 2008 i put up a video on youtube contrary to what everybody said it wasn't to attack barack obama because he was a black man it had nothing to do with race it had nothing to do with with politics um it would be weird if you were racist <clears throat> after what you did with him Actually, it'd be weird that I was racist. I, I mean, it's like the first time I was called racist, I said, apparently you don't know me. I, I mean, I've probably laid the entire United Nations. So, you know, come on. Uh, or at least a member, a, a citizen from each member country anyway. Um, hey, I was a hoe at one time. What can I say? Um, like I said, I own my actions. Um, so... I was trying to be as explicit enough about um, the interactions from 1999, uh, not you know to try to influence or, or do anything. I, I just really became irritated with the constantly changing narrative of the Obama history. You know, uh, one minute oh, I did coke and weed, the next minute, oh, no, I only did weed, the next minute I didn't do either one. So it was like, okay, I know for a fact that in 1999, even though I didn't know at the time that you were an Illinois state senator, uh, that you were doing coke. So just... At least admit to that much. Let me ask a quick question. I am totally ignorant to cocaine use. Can you, if you have a powder cocaine that you can snort, can you also uh, like freebase it with like super high heat? How was he? No, he was smoking crack. So he he acquired he, yeah, crack cocaine. Yeah, he when we when he when we left to get cocaine, he had purchased both. 
he it. had purchased a. I had given him money for an eight ball of powder. <clears throat> okay, an eight ball. For those of you who are not uh, familiar with the drug trade, is an eighth of an ounce, basically. Um, and at the time, not only was I snorting uh, when I was on the road, I was also moving quite a bit of it uh, oh, as, okay. as a business. Uh, and all of that was disclosed. I mean, f- flat out. Uh, it's also disclosed in the book. Like I said, uh, you own the actions that you that you take. Important question there. If you were, in fact, a transitor of drugs, a drug uh, seller... Why, why would you need entrepreneur, bro- Clint, an entrepreneur, Clint, uh, uh, a street, an honest, uh, hardworking yeah. businessman, Luke? Yeah. I, I apologize. A, a okay. street entrepreneur <laughs> that was, it was kn- doing less damage <laughs> to the general public than Big Pharma. Big okay. Pharma has created way more damage than street entrepreneurs that, through the war on drugs, are well, propped up by your government and your tax yeah. dollars that are shooting the American people in the foot by waging this horrible war on drugs. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, well, technically, at that time, I wasn't what you would consider a street vendor. Okay. Uh, uh, more a bulk vendor, um, and so you were moving weight, Larry. Yes. All right. Um, All right, Playboy. About six hundred thousand dollars a month. Whoa! All right. So goodness gracious. But um, the reason I needed it is because I was supposed to be in the Chicago area by a certain date for Lee's graduation, and I was running late. I was actually on the road actually going back to Colorado from South Carolina after a trip. Gotcha. We'll just say a trip. So um, you're you're in transit, you don't have it with you. Not only that, I had to get on a plane. Yes. I ended up getting on a plane in Colorado Springs late and at night. Those fucking TSA flying. agents don't like well, you flying with cocaine. At, this was at, before 1998. Yeah. Oh, that's true. There was no TSA grabbing your Yeah, at that time, there was no TSA. But, no. So... Basically, I didn't have anything that I was carrying with me. Okay. I got back to Colorado, got to Colorado Springs, got the airport, ended up Salt Lake City. I ended up taking almost three different flights overnight to get into Chicago early the next morning. So that was the reason why I needed it. Gotcha. Thank, but, you for, thank you for clarifying. Someone, okay. is, someone is saying in the chat that crack is safer because it doesn't mess with your sinuses. I have no idea. Is this true? <laughs> well, crack may be, you know, actually, it's amazing someone actually thought of, uh, of that because you are absolutely right. Crack does not affect your sinuses. It does not affect the membranes in your nasal passages. Uh, it does not affect the glands that... Uh, clog your ears and go back into your throat. So you you have a very good point. However, <laughs> crack, once you have finished smoking that little rock and you are coming down and you're doing this and every little white speck and dot that you see on your clothes, the fabric, the furniture, the floor, the table, you think is a small piece that you've accidentally dropped and you start picking up pieces of lint and putting it on that glass on top of that aluminum foil or in that pipe you're carrying and try to smoke it, you 
And then you become a crackhead, which you should try to avoid doing. Uh, so uh, you were doing cocaine. Obama was doing crack. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. Now, now people that do crack get addicted to it. Uh, now, Obama does have an uh, addiction problem, too, because he does smoke cigarettes, and he, he tries to quit, and he doesn't quit. So he does have a very addictive personality. And this is why I think there's there's more leeway to believe you than not. It's, it's mainly because of Barack Obama's political rise. He kind of came out of nowhere and became the most powerful powerful men in uh, the man in all of America, not, not Michelle. But, but, but specifically, I wanted to bring that up because you don't do that uh, accidentally. This doesn't just magically happen that any blow Joe Schmo gets in there. The U.S. political system works on uh, making sure that they get dirt on individuals. That's how a lot of secret societies work as well. That's why inside of Skull and Bones, they have people like John Kerry and George W. Bush go in a coffin, literally masturbate in front of everyone. That literally happens in Skull and Bones. Many politicians, many heads of the intelligence agencies have all been doing it. Uh, they all watch. They all do a lot of other pervy, crazy, uh, nasty, disgusting stuff that we can't even, we, we can't mention here, actually. Finally, yeah. I, I, I myself thinking <laughs> Epstein I was at, Island, at, you know what they Epstein do. Island, Bohemian Grove, mock child sacrifices. They ship in male prostitutes there. George W. Bush had a fam famous male porn star that he literally put on the guest list and was in and out of the White House at very late hours of the night. Another thing that a lot of people talk about is how to get into these positions of power. Men literally come to you and they're like, we're just going to ask fuck you right now in front of this camera. You want this position of power? You want this Senate seat? You want to become the next president of the United States? We need some compromise on you. We need you to show us the worst, most horrible thing you could do. That's why Epstein Island existed. That's why it was a real thing. And Barack Obama, who already probably was a deviant, probably already had fantasies about gay men, probably said, yeah, fuck it. I'll, I'll have sex I'll, with, with gay men. I'll, I'll film it. That will be the, the thing that, of course, keeps... The system protected is this kind of compromise. So I think uh, with what you said, I think the story adds up to how things work in American politics. And therefore, we are here today to hear out your story. Do you uh, agree or disagree? Well, actually, you make a, a valid point. And it goes back to something that someone that people were saying when I first came public in 2008. They're like, oh, well, no, he was so well known. Actually, no. In 1999, yes, he was, in fact, in the Illinois State Senate. Was he really well known? No, not no, no, not outside of the district within Chicago that he was introduced into by one Michelle Robinson and her family. And what was the old mayor's name? Oh, god, Daly. Yeah. Dan, yeah, 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 Dan, of yeah, Chicago. Yeah. So, and people were like, "Oh, well, you know, he he was on the rise. He was a he was a well-known politician." No, at the time he wasn't. Just like, "Oh, he's madly in love with Michelle. They have the perfect marriage. There's never not true as you heard come straight out of his own mouth recently." So, when my relationships are going well, I usually get blown by dudes and smoke crack though. So, no? Well, I don't necessarily Clint. believe. Clint, what are you doing? I, I don't necessarily believe that to We're be on Rumble, true. Luke. I'm just living my best life. All right. I, I, I don't necessarily believe that to be true, Clint. However, <laughs> uh, I will tell you. You know, people ask me why I live here in Mexico, and Orale, I matos. and I explain to them that Mexico things are a lot freer. Um, you don't have the the um, 
issues of your neighbors complaining about music or sure. partying all night. Um, and people used to always ask me, say, well, you're gay. And I said, honey, Mexico is like hitting the freaking Powerball. All you got to do is get a man drunk enough and he'll start listening to the right ranchero song. He'll start crying for his mother. And next thing you know, you're in bed getting chorizo grande. You know? We got, oh, a, we got a $50 uh, super chat by Passion Planet who says, I have, quote, profound respect for your courage. Let's see where this goes. Why do you feel... Uh, no one took your story seriously. Who was uh, the key person suppressing this story? This is from Passion Planet asking you. I would say I think the key person suppressing the story would have to be Michelle Obama and David Axelrod, in all honesty. Because if you look at Barack's own history... I don't think at first he even really thought twice about it actually gaining, you know, um, public exposure. Hmm. In fact, I would almost be willing to bet you, if you look at his history, you look at his actions, you, you look at his demeanors, I would almost be willing to bet that at first he thought it would actually have benefited him. I don't think oh, it interesting. was. Yeah. I don't think it was he. He at first. Right. Oh, I think he was definitely quickly convinced. Yes. Uh, that this was something that could not gain ground. Right. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind about well, that. I, I have a really important question. I've been chomping at the bit to ask this. Uh, based you, off his of, wiener, you want to ask him about his wiener, right? Right. <laughs> well, that, that I very much want to know too because I'm weird like that. But no, first, uh, Luke asked you during the YouTube segment if you had any concerns for your well-being. And instead of answering him directly, oh. you shifted to, I, I'm telling the truth, so they're not going to sue me. But what he was hinting at was what you said earlier with the Donald Young case, where you believe that he was assassinated, it sounds as if. Yeah, I, I, I definitely believe Donald Young was assassinated. I do believe that it was to protect Barack Obama. And uh, I, I want to make this clear because there's been quite a few people who have made accusations uh over the last few days online saying that I have accused Barack Obama of murder. If you read my book and you look at the title, there's a very big question mark right. at the end of the title, at the end of, next to the word murder. And I have never accused Barack Obama of murdering anyone. I have always said that it, it is my sincere belief sure. that he knows. Well, I think it's fair to ask or extrapolate into yeah. the most modern news, which was two months ago. Yeah. His chef drowns in eight feet of water. He's uh, a pretty proficient swimmer based off of his Instagram. He's uh, a chef that comes from the White House, and he's he's at their home. Well, they're not there, allegedly. Yeah. Uh, and he's found that someone, someone else is in the water with him, uh, allegedly, but then that person doesn't really come forward. Uh, he's eight feet of water. He's able to swim well. He has a paddleboard with, paddleboard with him. Is he his lover? What do you think? I, you know, I found the whole thing interesting. And so what I did was I actually went, Boston Globe was the first ones that actually did an article and referenced uh, reports and witnesses. And when I read the Boston Globe article, I'm like, okay, this information didn't come from a autopsy. Mm -hmm. This information came from a witness statement. 
And it turns out that there was a female that is said to have given a statement that she came upon uh, the area and witnessed him going under. Nothing about how he went down or anything like that. And there is a reference in that report, in that witness statement, that a Secret Service agent was in the area and was not only advised but was aware. So, and again, the report also said that Barack and Michelle had not been at the property. They were at another uh, residence on the island uh, visiting someone at the time. So my question is... If there's a Secret Service agent there, why was the time frame between this gentleman supposedly going into distress and someone actually calling for help? Right. And according to this woman's statement, there was at least two people there, her and the Secret Service agent. Well, what's fascinating about it is he has a flotation device with him. So unless he's intoxicated, I mean, the fact that he was doing gay acts with drug use with you in 1999, it begs the question if perhaps he's still participating in that type of activity. Oh, I, I would have no doubt that Barack Obama still participates in, in sex outside of Michelle. Uh, and I know people are going to say, how dare you, 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 you lie. You know what? <laughs> you lived as long as I have, and, and you've done the things that I have. And... Barack Obama's not my first politician by any means. Oh, name and, them all. Name them all, Larry. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, and, and I was going to continue that statement and say, and not in just one country either. So, you know, there is nobody. I'm sorry. I, I know I'm going to offend some people, but there is nobody that I am going to say that is in that kind of position or that hungry uh, for attention and power and control and, and, and um, oh, what's the word I'm looking Sociopathic? for? Sociopathic? No. <laughs> Murderous? War criminal? <laughs> Drone bomber? <laughs> well, you know, he did kill U.S. citizens yeah. with drones Another without any them. due process. Yeah. At Anwar, least, Anwar, at least seven that we know. Seven American citizens were assassinated under Barack Obama's own personal signature. We, of course, investigated this. We looked into this ourselves. One of them was an American 16-year-old teenager from Colorado. We went up to Barack Obama's spokesperson. They have yet to ever address this matter publicly. We asked Robert Gibbs... One-on-one, -on -one, face to face. Why did you guys murder an American citizen with a drone? He responded, he should have had a better father. That's the type of leadership that we're dealing with. And this is why theorizing is fair game here because we're dealing with duplicitous sociopathic murderers, crazy motherfuckers that literally press buttons and execute and murder people. These are the people that you're fucking dealing with. They do deserve to be questioned. And if it's an accident or not, what happened to this chef guy? Who the fuck knows? Maybe he was fucking him on the side. Maybe Michelle saw Mike saw everything and was like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? We got to take this guy out because he knows too much. He's going to leak the story. Everyone's going to think Larry is telling the truth now because they're going to connect the two here. Holy crap. You know, fucking hell. 
always, always, always never give the system the benefit of the doubt because the system is rotten to its core and is doing and is doing really awful fucked up things like they do on Jeffrey Epstein's island. So therefore, uh, you know, theorize whatever. There was a famous uh, there was a famous uh, politician that came out. I forgot exactly who it was, but he he said something to the tune of however bad you think the actions of the U.S. government are. They are a hundred times worse than what you could imagine that they actually are. So we only know a little bit of, of Jeffrey uh, Epstein's island. We all know a little bit uh, about the thousands of children that were raped because of your tax dollars for over 30 plus years. We only know a very little bit of that. There's still a larger fucking aspect of this story that we should have the fucking truth about, but we don't, which is absolutely sickening, which is absolutely fucked up. So, uh, Larry, more power to you for, for speaking out. What happened to that chef? Who the fuck knows? But all questions should be asked. Uh, there's nothing off, uh, off, uh, you know, nothing that we shouldn't be asking here, especially with how horrible the government could be. Well, let me go back to what he asked. Do I, actually, both of you asked, do, am I concerned about my well-being? If you say, am I concerned that somebody might do something to me? No, because I think they're scared to death that that ever happened, that that would only uh, make me somewhat more um, believable to those that they have managed to convince that this is just some, you know, psychotic, mentally ill, you know, career criminal individual just looking for attention well, kind of I, thing. I, and to be clear, but, you're not suicidal. No. But <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not suicidal no. till let me look at the camera. I'm not suicidal yeah. as well. Yeah. I am not at all, no. not ever yeah. will I ever be suicidal. No matter what I report on, never will be it. Yeah. Ever. No, but if you go back and you think I'm being prosecuted in Delaware by Joe Biden's son just before Joe Biden gets selected as Barack Obama's vice president. And despite them knowing that no crime was committed, Bo Biden's office actually notifies my attorney to tell me that they will offer me a plea deal of pleading to a misdemeanor, one year probation, or if I reject the deal, they will go to certify my criminal record across the other states, and they will take me, to, after they convict me of theft, they will also convict me of habitual offender in the state of Delaware, and put me in prison for the rest of my life. Whoa. And Susan Dwyer's email to my attorney, who was Fran Farron at the time, specifically, and I'm quoting now, is Mr. Sinclair really willing to risk spending the rest of his life in a Delaware prison as a habitual offender versus pleading guilty to a misdemeanor? And when I saw the email, I wouldn't even let Fran respond to her. I responded to her. And I said, Miss Dwyer, this is Mr. Sinclair. And you're damn right I am. Because the one thing, like I said, I own my actions. But you'll never get me to admit to doing something I know damn well I didn't do. Sure. If more Americans had that opinion, we'd be a lot better off. Our judicial system works off of plea deals. So yeah. um, that's fascinating. And uh, so that, that charge was in Delaware in 08, yep. March, you said? 
they brought the warrant in February. Uh, I was turned over to Delaware in June of 2008. Uh, contrary to the U.S. Attorney in D.C.'s claim that I should not be allowed to walk out of the D.C. court and go to Wilmington myself, that I was a flight risk and all this stuff, uh, Delaware did eventually pick me up. They had no choice uh, because well, they were put under so much political pressure at the time. Uh, but I was picked up, driven to Wilmington, went before a judge on a camera in within five minutes, was immediately released on my own recondence. Uh, yes, they cost me about $30,000 in legal fees and travel fees going back and forth. You had to keep yourself out of jail for the rest of your life. It's important. Well, the funny thing is, is I never even really went into a courtroom except once. Hmm. Uh, and then because I hadn't pled out... Interestingly enough, my court, my trial date set for none other than September 11th of 2008. Oh, no kidding. Well, let, let me let me connect the dots for the audience if they're not picking <laughs> it up, because Bo Biden obviously would be in the bag for his father, Joe Biden, yep. who ends up being the vice president of the United States under Barack Obama. Your allegations are against Barack Obama. Mind you, the reason this is pertinent and people keep uh, you know tweeting at me saying, why does this matter? Who cares if he's gay? I could care lef- less if he's gay, yes. uh, obviously. The, the issue is that then Barack Obama puts Joe Biden as the point man in Ukraine. His son is then sitting on the board of Burisma. They're raking in millions of dollars. There's corruption galore. And then you have the invasion of Russia into Ukraine predicated off of much of the corruption that the Obama and Biden administration were responsible for. All of this matters. And the Maidan revolution happened under the Obama exactly. administration that was working with other neocons and the CIA and Victoria Newland, who's also a part of the State Department and also a part of this current Biden administration that was literally uh, pushing and pulling for this larger Ukrainian revolution that has led us to this current situation where we are in right now, where we have a full all-out proxy war between the East and the West in Ukraine. The, 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 and this is just surface-level stuff. This is just about like what, what we were able to find out. It gets a lot more sinister, a lot more deeper than that, as, of course, the, the politicians are absolutely fucking sick and disgusting. Anything else you guys wanted to say? Because we got another rumble rant yeah, uh, give, that we could address here. Yeah, give me one. Another reason why it's important, not only was the Bo Biden, Joe Biden connection, but what do people, what do your, your listeners, what do your listeners think of when federal agents go into a federal database? People need to understand, who don't understand what the NCIC system is, it's an FBI DOJ database. It is supposed to only contain information that is submitted to it by states, state divisions of criminal investigations after people are arrested, charged, convicted, mm. and it's only supposed to contain arrest, charge, conviction, charge, date. How is it that Secret Service agents working for Barack Obama and Joe Biden before Barack Obama's even elected can access the FBI NCIC database and input in my history that I have convictions for human alien smuggling, that I have arrest and convictions for sexual misconduct, intimidation, threats, uh, dealing in narcotics. None of these things have I ever been arrested for, have I ever been charged with, have I ever been convicted of. 
Only one of them was true, though. <laughs> no, actually, even them, I hadn't been. I said charged, okay, arrested. Okay. okay, okay, okay. I didn't say didn't I'm happen. Just, I'm just trying to clarify. <laughs> but I, this is what I, I needed people to understand, and nobody wanted to listen. If imagine, it's look, the, it's the weaponization of our justices. Only thing I did was tell the truth about a freaking, you know, two blow job thrill ride. Just a fun Wednesday. I mean, and it really wasn't anything out of what you would consider out of the ordinary, uh, even for Barack or anybody else in that time, especially in Chicago. But instead, you falsify official records. You take a person's disability. Dude, I have been sitting with nothing for the last three years because Biden finally managed to get my disability stopped, and it will not wow. restart until I actually get an appeal hearing in Social Security before an administrative law judge. Here it is, three years. I'm still waiting for that hearing date. Wow. So we got a $5 rumble rant by Infernal Machine saying, ask Larry if he knows anything about Obama's Chicago Church Choir members. Do you know anything about Obama's Chicago You mean Church? about Donald Young? I think that's exactly what he's referring to, which we addressed multiple times. There's another question here by uh, the Raven Watch saying, ask him about the dick. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I am Raven Watch. I am. Can I I guess before you tell us? Because I've been theorizing this with my tower gang buddies. (laughs) Why are you spending time? First of all, before we get in there, Clint, what are you doing with the tower gang guys? Theorizing uh, the wiener of Barack Obama. You don't think about the president's dick. Listen, no, I do not. I want to ask a a more scientific, more, more of a, more of a, more of a, um, you know, professional question. And is that, you know, is there anything you could corroborate? Did he have a mole? Did he have like a a, a birthmark anywhere? Is there anything that that we could collaborate? And then, and then we could hear about Clint's uh, fantasies and rants about his dick that he talks about with his tower gang guys all the time. What I said, and people actually attacked me and said, oh, you're full of shit. He, he's this. He had to be. I describe what, okay, you know, guys know what I'm talking about. Some women might, some women might not. You're either cut or you're uncut. Sure. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Girls also know about yeah. that for the yeah, record. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. Uh, in Barack's particular case, it he's, he's is both. a situation to where <laughs> it almost appears as if he's uncut because there's a little play, but not completely covered. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. In other words, the skin doesn't... Alien dick. Thank you. Hold on. Should we all tell each other the, the predictions? I say I say five-incher. Oh, uh, that's interesting. Me. Clint, I say, uh, we're going to hear Clint. My, and my, then, my thesis has been... It is uh, lengthy, but very narrow. I say five incher. Uh, Stephanie? Um, I'm going to guess a shower, not a grower. Well, he was, he was in fact, grown at that point. So was it impressive or no? Well, he was, you know, doing crack. How does crack affect your dick? I don't know. I think, uh, based off of your mom's house, it's four to five strokes. Clint, <laughs> listen, you don't want to get personal okay, here. Really. I, I, need, I need to Sorry, ask. I mean, that's I a need, podcast, not okay, your mom's house. Sorry. I, I guess I need to ask for clarification then. Uh, in terms of lengthy, yes. what do you consider 
the baseline? I would say average is six. Okay. I am going to do, and I know you guys are going to really get pissed at me for this. Oh, my God. I am you, going to don't do. You dare, don't you dare not tell me this. <laughs> Clint has been waiting for this. This is all I want to know. Clint has been waiting for this answer for a very long time. I am going to do what I did when this question was asked at the National Press Club uh, on June 18th of 2008. Larry, don't do this to me. (laughs) Have any of you heard the term black man with a white boy's dick? I have now. Yes, Yes, I have, yes. For those of you who haven't, everybody assumes that a black man has this humongous, thick, long anaconda dong. (laughs) That is the racist stereotype. Uh That is extremely discriminatory and extremely unfair. You know what? It it may be, but I'm, I'm just pointing out something that a lot of people... I don't give a shit who you are. If you sit there and tell me that you've never said that or thought that when you're referring to a black dick, then you're full of shit. Why do you think you yep. say BBC? Yep, you're a liar. Big black We all cop. think about it all the time. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> what I said at the press club is a black man with a white boy's dick, meaning pretty close to what you were saying. All right. Um, Six and narrow. Uh, extra- pencil dick. Pencil dick. Yeah. Yes. There we go. That's I nailed it. There. Obama pencil dick. Who said Obama? Who said Obama? For his Barack. physique. For his pencil physique. dick. Obama. We're calling it. This I'm tweeting that. This is the now. greatest moment <laughs> in podcast history. Oh, I'm tweeting this right now. <laughs> and I know people are listening to this and they're going, "How can we take you seriously?" I got news for you. I have answered just about every damn thing you people have ever asked, <laughs> and it's still not enough. I mean, just look at your damn comments over the last Yo, 24 hours on my Twitter feed. I am so proud of you right now. No matter what I say to some of you, you're never going to be satisfied. So well, with I, the size of that dick, how am I yeah, supposed to be satisfied, Larry? Well, trust me, it wasn't necessarily a mouthful at times. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, geez. <laughs> I'm sorry. You brought that. I, I did it. I did it. It's yeah, my fault. It's Welcome my fault. to Dick Cast IRL, uh, where uh, you know the the news that America oh, deserves uh, gets to. I'm sorry. So yeah, I just tweeted Barack Pencil Dick Blow Bomber, <laughs> uh, which uh, again could explain why he's so politically motivated. Because you know, if you're if you're well endowed, you spend a lot of time focusing on, on on women, and you have a lot of success with them. But if you have something to prove, you have like a Napoleon complex, which could uh, explain his political aspirations and motivations to try to aspire yeah. in other places and locations. Again, theorizing here, who knows? I think I think but, the point uh, you made earlier is the best one that you can't rise to the highest levels of power in our government unless you have some level unless of... you sex someone's dick yeah well exactly well you know what Here, here's something you just remind me of come to think of it right after that press conference it's if you go back and do some research and look at some of the stories and some of the pictures during the campaign interestingly enough all of a sudden certain media outlets when they started when they were doing the photographing of him on his campaign stops all of a sudden you saw this emphasis on pictures that uh emphasized his crotch area. Interesting. And 
imprints in his pants, almost as a, as a means of trying to imply that what I said at the press conference is somehow uh, oh, they were trying discredited, to it. Okay. Yeah, discredited by this picture. And I was like, are you guys really this sick? I mean, why not just tell the man to say yes or no? But to go to those extremes. Has he, has he ever addressed your claims? Ever? No, but I know that... Um, actually, I haven't had a chance to even do this yet, but I need to check the Obama administration's presidential records at the National Archives. Mm. And the reason I need to is because his birthday present in August of 2009 was a hand-signed copy of my book... That you Express sent him? Express mail to the White no House shit. with a letter to Michelle enclosed. <laughs> and if I am correct... You're such a gangster. <laughs> and if I am correct in the current situations with the former president, when it comes to the Presidential Records Act, I believe that copy of that book by law should be Recorded. in the Obama presidential records in the National Archives. That's crazy. If that's true, that's crazy. I, I'm just still shocked about the pencil dick comment. Yeah. Uh, can we get that trending on Twitter right now? <laughs> Hashtag pencil dick. <laughs> I, I think that's uh, you know the trend that, that needs to go I, out there to I, the general I public more than anything else. And then uh, if we get drone bombed right after this one, you'll know it was true. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. How about not hashtag help Larry pay for surgery? <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on that next. We'll work on that, especially because uh, we're talking to our good friends at CPI, uh, Scott uh, Nelson and uh, Ed Clay. They do awesome stuff. We're going to connect you and, and, and try to do our best to, of course, uh, get you the proper help that you need. Uh, you're dealing with some injuries and all this other stuff. You're doing yeah. GoFundMe for your health. Uh, some people are saying you shouldn't sell a book. I, I think you should sell a book. I think you should uh, you should republish that book, get it out there to the general public. I don't think there's any the, shame behind it. The, um, and uh, well, these I, people these people came at him and like ruined his life financially. <laughs> so you kind of got to. Oh, actually, like I said, that's people ask me why I moved back to Mexico, uh, and I told you, I can. I can scrape by and pay $250 a month to rent a place to live. Right. I can't scrape by and pay $1,500 a month would to you, pay would for you, a place. Would you be willing? I mean, I know you already passed the, the uh, polygraph years and years ago. Would you be open to doing it again? I've, I, dude, I saw something on my Twitter last night where somebody, uh, you know, for me, it's kind of hard to keep up with the different comments and and what they're tied to because there's so many different people commenting on something and the subject oh the old twitter used to be better because if you hit a comment it showed you the whole thread right now it doesn't so i was confused and i saw something a comment where somebody said yeah but you know he won't so i dug deeper to see what the hell they were talking about and then that's where i saw oh well he just needs to take another polygraph and i'm like (laughs) You idiots act like that's something I would be opposed to doing. Tell you what, put up the money. I'll contact Tremarco myself, which is the guy I tried to get originally. I don't have issues with that. Larry Sinclair is a gangster, folks. Put I, the money on the table. He'll take the test. I don't. Prove it. Pay for the damn test. <laughs> pay for the travel to get there. I'll even live stream the son of a bitch myself. 
I have nothing to hide or Yo, fear. This is gangster. Hey, uh, Space Jason commented, uh, uh, a gangster. That you're a, gang, a gangster. Uh, <laughs> well, people act like I'm supposed to be scared of taking a polygraph when I know damn well I'm going to pass it anyway because I'm not going to tell anything but the truth just like I did the last time. I, I wouldn't be so afraid of Obama, particularly given what we now know he's packing. However, Michelle, you've seen those lats. You have a controversial opinion on this, uh, Larry, because uh, a lot of people in the alternative sphere do believe that uh, Michelle is really Michael, or, or Big Mike, as some people are calling him. I don't know. I haven't really delved into the, the research on that. I don't. I, the Tower Gang probably, you know, has has yeah, fetishized we've, and we've uh, thought about that and uh, looked at all the photos and, <laughs> and zoomed in on them. And then and then her uh, back did, is like twice as big as Brock. Did a bunch. See, I told you, I was I, I wasn't wrong. Uh, but but uh, what's your opinion on it uh, from your perspective? God, I've stayed away from this. <laughs> I, 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 I swear, I have bent over <laughs> in many different directions to stay away from this for so long. You have so many stories about bending over. <laughs> hey, I used to be younger. <laughs> now I bend over and can't bend back. <laughs> Um, a few weeks back, um, I finally made a comment on this, and, and this is what I said. For me, there's so many things that are obvious and true and reasons for not liking Michelle Obama, thinking or actually knowing that she is a very racist, uh, angry, vindictive, abusive uh, female, power-strung and hungry, and will step on and walk over anybody that she needs to to get what she wants. And those are very legitimate and real reasons not to particularly care for her or like her. Um, and I think that's more than enough without, you know, questioning uh, her sexuality. Going for, well, I, you know, there's no birth certificate. For those of you who still don't get this concept, um, your birth certificate is not a public record per se. In other words, I can't go to where you were born and ask for a copy of your birth certificate because I'm not you. It is a protected record. So, of course, you're not going to see a damn birth certificate for Michelle Robinson. I say she's a woman, maybe a manly woman, <laughs> and maybe that's the reason Barack's with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a that's, woman... That's always been my assessment, honestly. Yeah, well, but a woman I don't think she has a dick, even though those, those free fr freeze frames are interesting. That's well, you know, she might not have one, but uh, there's plenty of places in D.C. and Chicago that sell, you know, <laughs> those that can be used and, you know, rinsed off, washed off, and packed away. Hey, a, a lot of people's hormones are uh, completely out of whack, so it wouldn't surprise me, you know, if the frog, frogs are getting gay... Uh, there's a lot of other human beings that are, of course, dealing with a lot of testosterone. And, uh, you know, and Michelle just could be one of them, as of course. I want to pull up some articles here because I think they're worth talking about here. As there was a love letter that was surfaced from Barack Obama many years ago, where in the letter he explicitly tells his ex 
that he can't stop making love to men daily in his imagination. This sounds like something that has been confirmed by many different news organizations. The letters are, are, are public, and uh, whether this is a spiteful ex or not, this is something that uh, is now on the record. You add that to Joan Rivers, who came out publicly and said, Barack Obama is gay, the first lady is a tranny, um, <laughs> and the, this is what Joan Rivers says before she uh, passed away. And uh, you know, when you, when you have such you know, egregious things kind of lurking there, when you have such kind of behavior becoming more and more evident this this leads to a lot of people saying larry you are absolutely 100 percent correct well i mean i know i'm 100 percent correct as far as what i've said as far as what i know of him and what i've done with him um i am why didn't he return the favor he seems like a selfish lover well, well, some no, no, okay. I, you know, you brought this up. I have to go there. Yeah, no, I want to J- know. Okay, just so and, Such- and actually, it's a good thing because someone actually asked the question on my Twitter feed earlier. Uh, is he the pitcher or the catcher? I'm a straight bottom bitch. Okay, I'm a hoe. <laughs> In other words. <laughs> In other words, if you and I hook up. Oh, man. And you tell me, okay, you roll over and tell me it's your turn. I got news for you. If you're at my house, you're getting your ass up and you're going straight out that door. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, but you didn't actually have sex, right? He just, he, you just blew him. Well, what do you call that? Well, I, for him, it was good. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> For, uh, I mean, if it's Bill Clinton, it's something completely different. Right. It's, it's it's nothing. It's uh, no extramarital well, it's, yeah. affairs. I never had sex with that woman. All right. Yeah, what yeah. was I never had relations? Yeah, relations. So 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 yeah. On that on that note, this is one of the greatest days <laughs> of my life. I'm waiting for a question <laughs> from her. I know, Steph. Stop talking so much. Here, we're gonna give the mic to Steph because Steph's. Uh, you haven't said mic? much. No, your mic doesn't work. I'm gonna just flip over, and you're not pressing the buttons. You're supposed to be pressing the buttons. <laughs> Now you're pre- now you're pressing the button. I want to pass you the mic so you could uh, have more of a conversation with Larry. Click the button. All right. Mic check one two. You're good. You're good. Go. Well, man, this is really interesting. I'm I I haven't chimed in much because I haven't had a mic, but I just think it's pretty pretty crazy. Um, just being able to like think about this and then think about all the different. Uh, political people and what they would actually be do it be doing like this to have a conversation like this is quite important because these are things that are not talked about these are behind the curtain these are things that are always behind the scenes but no one really thinks about it and now coming out with like a lot of the child um the child molestations things like this like i think it's really something that is not want to be talked about and i think that we should definitely um start a conversation on just like being able to talk freely about even if it is a little risque just like what's going on you know what has happened and be truthful and honest about it the character of these people matters you know particularly when it's it's hidden and it's lied about um and then now that they're weaponizing the the justice system uh particularly against donald trump but to to my more important or to my focus which is more important is the j6ers what they're doing to those people and weaponizing the doj against them is really horrific so i just feel like it's it's our turn to kind of you know Put a little heat back on them. You know, it's... I was going to say, 
uh, you know, the corporate media blows Obama every single fucking day. They kiss his ass. They essentially do his bidding. They do his PR for him. So finally, someone comes out and says, no, no, no. That motherfucker's probably crazy. That motherfucker's uh, doing drugs, getting his dick sucked, smoking crack. Probably with the way that they've been fucking acting and the way our political system works, it's all bread and circuses. And the more clean a politician looks like, the more evil and nefarious they probably are. As, of course, all of what, what they present to you is all a facade. It's all fake. It's all made up. It's all paid for by some of the biggest marketing firms in the fucking world that literally make sure that the tie is a particular color to evoke a particular emotion. These people are master manipulators, and to get into one of the biggest offices, one of the most powerful positions in the world, you gotta do some fucked up crazy shit and Barack Obama coming out of nowhere and doing it probably did it with some really fucked up crazy shit that there's probably a lot of videos of. This is why Jeffrey Epstein's island existed, where literally there were videos, photos of politicians, many powerful people doing horrible things to small children that the FBI confiscated and magically lost and fumbled, which is absolutely freaking crazy. We got a rumble rant by Rafael Solfire who says, thanks for the stream. Well, thanks for watching. Thanks for Rumble for, for hosting us. Thanks for sharing this broadcast. We're not done here. We still got a lot of other things to talk about. As, as of course, Larry, I want to ask you, you had a very illustrious life. You had a very uh, crazy life. I, I just kind of wanted to ask you, um, unless you guys want to continue on with the conversation, Clint, but I had one particular question about what was one of the craziest things you have ever done? Mm. <clears throat> craziest things I've ever done. He blew a president twice. Do we have to? <laughs> well, technically, he Is wasn't anything crazy. Well, well, technically, he wasn't president then. You know. Do you think it would have been better if he was? No, actually, I probably <laughs> wouldn't have done it then. Um, only oh, because man. of past experiences with politicians in other countries. Uh, <laughs> what can I say? This guy. Um, craziest things. I would say probably. A lot of people would think that maybe the craziest thing I've ever done is making six hundred thousand dollars a month and giving it all away. No, yep, that sounds every uh, every time. That sounds pretty crazy. What did you give it away to, if you don't mind us um, asking? Neighbors, people. Uh, it, it's interesting. I never used a penny of the money made doing what? that to buy anything for me, uh, to pay any bills for me. Um, I had a neighbor at the time whose daughter was uh, experiencing vehicle problems and spent money and bought her a new car. He's uh, the Robin Hood of cocaine um, dealers. Well, you know, for every everything everybody has said about me, I, I don't know how much you know. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but I know Tracy and Gigi. I've spent the last six years before leaving uh, Florida for Mexico um, actually rebuilding a neighborhood in Cocoa, Florida out of my own pocket. And I have nothing, but I managed to bring it together. Wow. Uh, I built two new houses in the neighborhood for families as owners. I put 23 families in houses in that neighborhood as owners, not renters. Awesome. And their mortgage payments were less than $700 a month. You are giving in always, um, Larry. You know, and I, I did that because I just needed something to do. And, you know, people, I don't... Uh, it's just like when I asked for help uh, recently. I don't ask for help. I don't know how. I don't know how to accept it. Um, 
a year ago, I wasn't even in a house. A year ago, I was actually sleeping in my car wow. uh, in Mexico. Uh, but I, I guess that would be one of the craziest things. Um, or maybe the fact that I moved to a neighborhood in Coco and did things that the city itself could not seem to do in 30 years. No, that's I, just, I just tweeted this right now. Um, I, I tweeted, Larry Sinclair is a giver. <laughs> that's button true pusher. where's the button pusher you're not button pushing button pusher yes, I am. yeah button pusher uh, button pusher if you want to ask questions just let me know and i will pass over the microphone again uh, the microphone worked for like an hour and a half but then the battery died out uh we're gonna get a new mic uh, sent to uh us and we'll we will make sure that you will be more part of the conversation but again anytime gr- button pusher Feel free to uh, just tell me you want to ask a question, and then we could ask a question. I have a question for your viewers or listeners. Yep, yep, yep. Go right ahead. I know you said that you had a poll up on YouTube. Yes. All right. I want to know what your... Where are the stats now? I want to know what your viewers or listeners on Rumble think. I'm going to... And be brutally honest, because I'm telling you, after tonight, I'm done. I don't really care what anybody thinks or says. You know... I love it. Just come in, just come in, blast a home run, and walk off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is a, a very frank, honest conversation. Nothing really was kind of planned here. We're kind of just spitballing here, going off the top of uh, our head. But we don't, I, don't, this, I don't think he hasn't a, ducked anything. Yeah, he hasn't. He 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 never gave a political answer. You're you're not a politician, which we absolutely appreciate, and you're very frank and you're very honest, according to to my own personal opinion and the way that I could I could read people. <laughs> I, I I think you've been personally telling the truth uh, from from the very beginning. I think your story is absolutely incredible. I think it is worth sharing. I think it is worth. Uh, reading in a book. I, I want to read the full story. You have to republish your book. When you do, we will get it out there to the general public. We don't have a chat uh, it's poll also feature on, on Rumble. Kindle. Okay, yeah. Let, let, let us go. know, and then we'll 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 yeah. get it out there to everybody. Because I, I want to make sure. I probably still have the copy in New York City with some of my uh, family members there because I don't destroy books at all. Uh, so I probably still have your copy, a, a limited edition, real one that I'm gonna now cherish and probably put behind me on the wall here. Uh, but we don't have a poll option here on Rumble, but you could type in one. If you believe that Larry is telling the truth, too, if you believe he is not telling the truth in the comments section right now, and then we will see from that the overall basis of what people are saying. Or you can just type in the comment, he's a lying piece of shit. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, trust me, you wouldn't be saying anything I haven't already read over the last 24 hours. I would imagine. <laughs> or the last well, 15 think, years at this I point. I think a lot of people will want to know, like, is your are you some huge Trump supporter? Are you just out for vengeance against the Democrats? Interestingly enough, and and who in the hell is this Brian Crassen on on Crassen? Cra- who in <laughs> the hell? Okay, who in the hell is this complete freaking moron? <laughs> <laughs> Do you? There's two of them. There's two. They multiplied. Yeah, They're like gremlins. I, 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 I am like two. <laughs> imply that anything in my tweets or X's or whatever the hell you want to call them are related to defending of Donald Trump or these idiots that are doing the same shit that they were complaining and bitching about the left doing to them. Now they're doing it to other quote unquote conservatives. Who gives a shit 
what your politics are or who you support. What matters is how you conduct yourself and how you represent the person you support. And nobody's helping Donald Trump when you're out there accusing everybody of being this or that and attacking and threatening. All you're doing is you're, you're pulling another Obot. You're pulling another Barack yeah. Obama 2008 well, routine. Yep, yep. So if, if Brian Krasenstein and Ed Krasenstein were listening to, right, listening to you right now, what would be your own personal message to them? And by the way, these are individuals that we're going to invite here on this podcast that we're going to be probably debating and having a, a civil conversation with. What is your message to them? Maybe before you just start randomly uh, republishing shit because you found it on the internet or you choose to believe something that somebody wrote that fits your narrative, how dare you post stuff on, on any social media and call me a liar or a scumbag or something. You've never spoken to me. You've never even bothered to, to ask me on Twitter or X a simple question. Instead, you publish shit. You repost shit that I've provided you documented evidence is nothing but BS to begin with. And you do it like you're a journalist. And, and to see people actually have that title in their profile? Journalist. Investigative journalist. <laughs> they say that? News report. That's ridiculous. I'm like, if you're a journalist, you don't just simply republish. I was just... Show, yeah, showing Ed, Ed Krasenstein has political journalist in his uh, oh bio, yeah, and yeah, Brian political has journalist. Writer. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yeah. no, journalist, just, actual just so you know, journalist, my, which my, is crazy. Myself and Dave Smith debated uh, the Krasenstein brothers on a Twitter Spaces with Josie about a month ago. These guys are the most duplicitous lying motherfuckers I've ever well, encountered. So he, I'm not surprised yeah, that they would drag you. I was just, I, I was just like, but I, I, I don't understand why you. If you don't believe somebody, you can say you don't believe them. If there's something that you need to know, uh, you know, for clarification, ask. They're political operatives. They're but, not. They're not going to do that for yeah, you. Yeah, but as far as I'm concerned, Trump. You know what? I'm going to tell you. God's honest too. Trump's going to be convicted of something. I think so too. Okay, yeah. and people need to understand that if you want to give Kamala Harris and Joe Biden and Barack Obama, if you want to give Barack Obama a fourth term, keep pushing, <coughs> excuse me, keep pushing that you will accept no other nominee on the GOP ticket other than Trump. And I guarantee you that the next 24 years, and I'm saying 24. The next 24 years will be dominated by far-left liberal rule from the White House, the Senate, and the House, and you will not be able to do a damn thing about it. Larry is forever the optimist. We will be in World War III next year, folks. Don't even worry about it. And uh, j just to be clear, the Krasensteins always have uh, access to us in, in this podcast and to rebuttal anytime they want. And I think it will be interesting to have more of these conversations from people who we disagree with or we think aren't, uh, you know. Um, and, and again, I think a lot of people, you know, shitpost online and they don't realize that there's actual human beings behind the shitposting exactly. that, that, that they're affecting, that other people are reading. 
tweeting. And I think that the the Krasensteins should try to understand that their tweets have a lot of impact. For sure. And when they just kind of loosely tweet stuff, it does affect people. And there should be more uh, due diligence when it comes to... Uh, some of the shit posting uh, that they then do. they're making tens of thousands of dollars a yeah. month off X. So like I because hey, they hey. trigger a lot of people and the pe- exactly. people are triggered and they start responding like how yeah. can you have this take? Yep. And it, it's a business. It, it's a it's, it's a brilliant business strategy. I'm not knocking the hustle. Well, and they're nice enough guys. I just think that they're political actors. That's all. Well, you know, it, it goes back to something I told. I got a message. I, I, I don't know. Eh, yeah, you're old enough to remember. Maybe you were still <laughs> in pull ups when it happened. But uh, do you remember the Occupy movement? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I got to meet quite a few of them uh, working with a friend of mine. Uh, actually, the same year I gave him a signed copy of the book. Uh, in fact, the same month, we did Liberty Fest 3 in, in, in New York. Um, <clears throat> doing an off-Broadway debate, Occupy versus Tea Party. Oh, that'd be cool. Well, we did it. That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, Edward, T. Edward Hall which was one of the Occupy participants. Tall, skinny, redheadish kid. Uh, he actually sent me... Stay, a, stay with the mic. Uh, he actually sent me a message of support today. And I, actually, I really appreciated it. And what I found even more rewarding with getting it is I had just mentioned uh, recently as an example to people that the Tea Party and Occupy were probably polar opposites politically when they came out and and were they perceived each other to be enemies right right and that night brought the likes of david webb pam geller uh tracy diaz actually yeah i know her Tracy sat on the panel on the uh, Tea Party side. And then, of course, we had the David Wiedes and the T. Edward Hall, uh, all of the, the, the primary Occupy um, representatives. And interestingly enough, the debates were very spirited. They were, you know, uh, respectful. Um, and after uh, the debate actually ended we all left and went to a bar down the street and we ended up spending the entire night drinking and talking and and engaged with each other love it and and it wasn't about oh you son of a bitch oh how dare i mean literally discussing and 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 having conversations and expressing different points of views in a pleasant enjoyable friend and i wanted people to understand you can still do that today but you're not going to do it if everything that you let come out of your mouth is going to be something that's going to attack someone right. or, or or make them feel uncomfortable from the job i've been i've been a big time uh or big big time involved in politics over the past three years and i went and i did a and end the war in Ukraine uh, rally earlier this year, actually. And I was marching alongside socialists and communists, and I'm a hardcore libertarian. Right. But I had some of the best, most passionate uh, conversations and debates with these people. And it really, I think it's important that we kind of like, <laughs> we speak to these people. Because oftentimes, like Tea Party and Occupy, they really were identifying a lot of the same problems. Mm-hmm. They really were. So I hope I hope more people are having. Yeah, conversations. I, I was on the ground for uh, both of those movements. Uh, the Tea Party originally started with uh, a, a lot of very prominent libertarians, anarchists, being like, "Hey, enough is enough of this bullcrap. We right. need to stand up against the larger 
uh, inequalities that are happening in our economic sector. Occupy Wall Street came out and said the same exact thing. Exactly. Uh, uh, but, the, but the Tea Party was kind of hijacked by the Glenn Becks, the Sarah Palins, that took it away from individuals like Ron Paul and other kind of more liberty-minded individuals. Occupy Wall Street was also, originally, when I was there on, on day one, it, it, it was filled with a lot of people from the left, a lot of people on the right, a lot of people were flying a lot of uh, American flags, a lot of people were talking about the Federal Reserve. There was daily marches. People forget about this. There was daily marches to the U.S. Federal Reserve every single day from Occupy Wall Street. There was a grassroots patriots movement that was very visible during Occupy Wall Street. And then, just like the Tea Party got co-opted, the Occupy Wall Street got co-opted by a lot of leftists, by a lot of communists. That uh, This is where I met Tim Pool. Me and Tim Pool went to some of the organizational meetings of Occupy Wall Street, and we were there when they were like, yeah, guys, we should uh, we should reenact the Communist Manifesto and then and then support all these things to to call for communism. And me, and me and Tim were looking at each other. No one knew who Tim was still at the time. We were like, "This is stupid. <laughs> this is dumb. What the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> fuck communism!" And then and then Tim's like, "Yeah, that guy. Fuck communism." I'm like, "Oh, who are you?" And then that's how I got to know no Timmy. No kidding. Um, at these meetings, at these organizational meetings, because we were calling out the fucking commies at Wait, Occupy Wall Street. You got, for, I, I got to from all this bullshit. I got to clarify some. You guys are marching every day to, to, the, Federal to Reserve. the Federal Reserve yeah. and and you're referencing the communists the, which the fifth plank is a central bank. Exactly. How the fuck uh, did they not figure this out? Well, th- there was organizational committees and these little fucking spokespersons and little organizational meetings that happen outside of Occupy Wall Street to the point where literally uh, this was one of the most fascinating things that I that I learned at Occupy Wall Street. Eventually the society that 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 started was exactly the one that was outside of Occupy Wall Street. You had a downtown, you had an uptown, you had yeah. a ghetto, you had an elitist class with a library. And it was fascinating to see this larger kind of movement just change to what we normally deal with in fucking society, as, of course, you had the uber white fucking liberals calling the shots, dictating shit, calling for fucking communism, and really poor ghetto people living down in the South over there that were grossly mistreated. And there was conflicts. There was a class war within a class war of Occupy Wall Street that was fucking crazy. It was fucking insane to Mal- be a part Malcolm of. Malcolm X was right. But, you know, a lot of those liberty-minded individuals, a lot of the people flying the American flags, they were just slowly pushed away, just like the original OG founders of the Tea Party that were originally pushed away. And then we moved from ideas of decentralization. We moved from ideas of liberty towards centralization towards more government which means more fucking pain and bullshit against everyone else so uh fuck that bullshit me and tim were pissed off that's how we became friends when we saw the the kind of changing of the guard at occupy wall street and um i I really do believe a lot of the gender stuff was was started and made more prominent after occupy wall street because they were fucking scared at what the beginning of occupy wall street actually looked like absolutely I have a question. Actually, I already asked him. When you talked to Tim, tell him I said to look at his uh, messenger messages. Got it. On on, uh, Facebook? Yeah, because I sent him a message because I have a funny feeling. The last name's Poole, right? Poole, yes. I have a funny feeling I've met him before. Probably, because me and him were always hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was around. Was that before or after Occupy Wall Street? Was it in 1999? Right around the same time. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, and the only reason, interesting, because believe it or not, the most organized group that actually not so much as came out against me as much as just said, shut the fuck up, we don't want to hear it kind of thing, was the Ron Paul. Oh, interesting. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. Those are my people. Why would they do that? No, no, no. It, It was, 
Only, and then I found out later it was because apparently, I don't know if it was the Obama Democrats or if it was the McCain uh, Republicans, but somebody kept trying to push me and claim that I was part of the Ron Paul. Oh, oh use the mic uh, just oh. you can. You could just oh. move it as well. Um, yeah, that I was sure. part of the Ron Paul thing. So they 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 rejected so, you to prove that you weren't one of them. Well, some of them did. And interestingly enough, this was when Ron Paul was running for the U.S. presidency as yes. well. And his campaign staff, there was a lot of beef between even me and Ron Paul's campaign staff and a lot of other grassroots activists yep. that were kind of pushed out by the Ron Paul campaign, which we were actively fighting. And then <coughs> it came out that there was a huge corruption scandal within the Ron Paul campaign that we were calling out from the very beginning so fucking hell yeah. that was sucking crazy ass shit too that i had to fucking deal with people I, and and I, i'm apolitical i never even endorsed ron paul uh, uh, partly because of the bullshit that was happening within his organization that i was calling out uh but but also just because i don't want to support any politician i think right. the answer is going to be with individuals from the grassroots uh decentralizing being personally responsible for each other that's the solution voting with your dollar supporting your local farm that's how we solve all this fucking bullshit with your actions every single day larry you have something to say i was gonna say and, and i'm a firm you know people have tried to say that i am a trump republican or that i'm a uh clinton i have never been either one i am an independent i do not align with any party never have never will i will make my decisions based on individuals and policy always have always will um i actually learned quite a bit uh covering uh the paul and the paul fest and getting to know listening to mike salvi uh, believe it or not, I, I think I made that poor Italian kid blush from Philly. Uh, I'm, I'm going to spill some tea here. Let me spill a little bit of tea here because <laughs> before the campaign, I was interviewing Ron and Rand. I was interviewing them. They were talking about Bilderberg. They were talking about 9-11. They were talking about investigating 9-11. We were doing interviews, which you could still see on YouTube.com forward slash We Are Change. Good luck if you could find it. Maybe you will. But look up We Are Change, uh, Ron Paul. We Are Change, Rand Paul. We had multiple <laughs> interviews. And then his campaign staff got involved. Involved, then they're like, you're not fucking interviewing him. You're not fucking. I'm like, he's running for the presidency of the United States. We were literally talking to each other every time we saw each other. We were literally interviewing each other. We were literally like the besties on camera. But then the campaign started, and then then they were like, get the fuck out of here, kid. We don't want to be associated with you. And I'm like, what the fuck? And he, they didn't just do this to me. They did this to a lot of other grassroots supporters that were kind of standing by there, being like, really. Like, this is the, the path that you want to take, and the individuals calling the shots were fucking indicted. They were indicted. Interesting. Yeah. What, what for? Do you yeah, remember? Well, if I, well, I forgot his name. What was it? Benton? I forgot his... I, this was so many years ago. That sounds right. This Actually, was part the part of the Ron last, Paul revolution it, it years as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think his name was, was Benton as well. So a, a lot of fucked up shit uh, politically has been happening here, and one of the reasons, again, <laughs> politics won't save you. Your own individual choices, you being personally responsible, you taking care of your health, you not needing the doctor, not needing to go to the hospital, not needing big pharma is the answer, is the solution that I think we should all be striving for personally myself. Uh, Larry, what's your solution? Is there a solution? Because we're facing a lot of problems. We're facing a lot of fucked up scenarios and situations. You've been in it for a very long time. So I, I would be curious to see your perspective. Well, let me put it this way. Um, I moved into a neighborhood in Cocoa that was 90% African-American. Um, and my allegations against Obama were thrown out to try to make me some kind of pariah with my neighbors. It didn't work. 
Um, I will tell you that I learned something from the people in that neighborhood when I finally got people together and said, look, we can rebuild this ourselves. And that is that people judge people based on the individual and, and the interaction with them. Uh, you can turn around and listen to these groups um, and these so-called uh, political leaders and, and and repeat their mantra, or you can get off your ass and actually go knock on your neighbor's door and, and, and invite them for coffee or sit out on the porch or in the backyard and have a damn barbecue and, and just get to know each other and just start talking. And you'd be surprised how much better off we are. For sure. You'd be surprised how much uh, more... Uh, we have in common. I think you'd be surprised at just how much easier it is to resolve issues that affect us directly and immediately than relying on any freaking politician or party for anything. Good message. Y your video so far, 4.4 million views on Tucker Carlson's Twitter account. How many? 4.4 million right now. That we're seeing. That, that's in a few hours. That's it's going to go much, much higher. Yeah. Oh, uh, Brian Carey, uh, uh, Krasenstein, of course, was the first person to respond to it, uh, <laughs> and I'm sure he said and it. Elon Musk responded back to him. Oh, God. So there's an interesting uh, conversation happening right now between Elon Musk and Brian Krasenstein. So under the Tucker Carlson video, Brian Krasenstein said this quote: "This story was legitimated in court of public opinion in 2008. Larry Sinclair failed to pass a poly." test he proved that he was dishonest and a fraud over 27 years See? spam where he was convicted of multiple felonies involved in his lack of honesty he goes on why are we retaliating it uh, re -lit -lit litigating litigating it now when it doesn't matter one bit is Tucker or X or tabloid on X which uh, Elon Musk actually responded to officially saying, of course, the probability that his claims are true would have to rest on objective evidence rather than claims made by someone with a dubious history. He also responded saying, Q Domino meme from uh, uh, Jack Ryan at a Paris sex club to alleged <laughs> Obama's drug-fueled gay orgy. Is that really Elon Musk? Is that really him? Yes, it is. It is. Why is he saying that? Why is he saying that? What the fuck? That's really Elon Musk. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Well, you know, uh, Q Domino can, meme. What the? F Q in the Domino meme. Uh, Got it. Can Got it. can we go back to Crescentine? Yeah. Dunk on him more, Larry. No, no, because <laughs> what what this is what I'm saying. What Luke just read is the freaking Ben Smith crap from Politico. Right. June eighteenth, two thousand eight. This guy hasn't looked up anything. He couldn't tell you what my criminal no, he history know anything is. About you, man. He couldn't tell you a damn thing about me because he's too busy republishing bullshit that he pulled off of. I showed you, Clint, while we were sitting here. I make a response on my own Twitter feed to people, and I'm getting community notes with freaking links to Ben Smith's political <laughs> article. <laughs> trying yeah. to counter my statement. Right. I'm the son of a bitch that's <laughs> lived it. How the hell does community notes <laughs> challenge my life, my actions? That's crazy. So uh, how do you really feel? <laughs> oh, I thought I... <laughs> 
I promise you this, Larry. I will go to war with the Krasensteins when I get home <laughs> on Twitter. Well, for you. I, I mean, I got tr- your back. Trust me, when I when I get home, I, I don't give a damn about them. No, of course, Be- because and you I, shouldn't. Yeah, because like I said earlier today, you know, I did this with Tucker. Because I agreed, and not because I was looking for attention. Trust me, I can get all the attention I want without having to go on Tucker. Um, you just don't know me very well if you think I need to go on Tucker to get attention. Um, I did this with Tucker because um, there was uh, an interest uh, expressed, and I thought that it was proper uh, to grant that interest and when luke uh spoke to me i also thought that coming and sitting down with you guys would be the perfect um addition or should i say whipped (laughs) topping on on the dessert so to speak well i think finish it off right um and allow us to do what we could not do on Tucker, uh, considering time restraints or or, or, or editing other, or whatever. Yeah, or other issues. And I think Tucker's interview was a great introduction and, and uh, prelude yep. to getting this kicked off. And you know, people were given more than ample notice that we were going to do this tonight, and that they were welcome to participate and ask you know ask yeah. and and engage, but. Uh, I, I'm not going to sit here and respond to yeah. everybody repeating the same bullshit, but this is an example of what I'm saying. It does not matter. I could give these people the freaking limo driver on a silver platter, and it still wouldn't satisfy no, them. Of course yep. uh, when we ask the chat here in, on Rumble, rumble.com forward slash we are changed, do you believe that Larry is telling the truth? Number one for yes, number two for no, overwhelmingly. All number ones. I'm not seeing any number twos right now. I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot of sixty nines. <laughs> I'm seeing I'm, I'm seeing one point five. But I'm I'm scrolling through the entire chat right now. I am not seeing one single two. Wait, I'm seeing one by Margo three six five. But that's one out of overwhelmingly ones in the chat right now, which we are going to do again. If you believe. Larry is telling the truth. Press one in the chat. If you believe he is not telling the truth, press number two. And, and, uh, and let the to, people speak overwhelmingly. Yeah. You also you also got to understand people overwhelmingly when they have something to say. If it's something negative, they they say it overwhelmingly. Comparatively True. to when they have something nice to say, they they usually don't say it at right. all. But and, and Margot, I is is completely entitled uh, to feel that way, and I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is people who say I don't believe it, but instead of just I don't believe it, they have to do what this guy's doing, which is constantly put out bullshit that they couldn't back up. Right. I mean, I've asked him. Actually, I asked him. The first time he posted that crap, I said, "Well, you show me my twenty, show me twenty-seven years of criminal history. Just show me twenty-seven years." Let me, let me. I see. got the chat room pulled up right now, and you can see just one, 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 one by a lot of individuals. We go up back here. We have one, uh, two, and then the rest is. Let me keep going up here. I mean, we did just total ones, just um, okay, a lot of ones right there. Let and, me see something uh, real quick. And, and uh, I, I don't know about you, Clint, but I, I think, I think. I think he's yeah, telling the truth. I think he's and, telling the truth. But let, let me explain why, for the audience's sake. Because, <clears throat> one, 
I have asked him everything that has come to my mind. He has not backed down. He has not deflected. He has not ducked or dodged anything I've asked him. Number two, I, yes, we framed it in a joking fashion as to why I would be asking about Obama's dick size and, and shape and everything else. But the reason I asked it is actually there's there's some purpose behind it besides the fact that it's hilarious. Uh, is that, that and, and the Tower Gang uh, officially has endorsed uh, Obama's penis? Yes. Oh yeah, big time. And can't stop talking uh, about it. No, it's because it's because if you're going to make that allegation, he was pretty specific about the length, size, width, the kind of quasi-cut Obama dick thing. So like. Obama, you can come out here. You can throw us your fucking your sure hammer, and we could be like, "All right, he's lying. He's lying." Now we know. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of reasons that I was asking these questions that uh, I was framing them in a humorous fashion. But my point is, he told us he told us consistently. He's been saying the same consistent story for 15 years. I think there's really good evidence to uh, to take his his story to heart. Yeah, I mean, the story would be changing a lot of the times uh, if you were kind of making it up because it's very hard to believe a lie and, and to remember it. And uh, you're not cheating. There's no notes. You're, you're not reading from a script. You're, you're having conversation that, that, again, we're not being easy on you. We're, we're asking all. you uh, all the questions that we could possibly imagine, and you're answering them. Uh, I would say in an extremely well fashioned, and he and he's ready to he's ready to do another polygraph. This guy, yeah. he's not backing down at all. So why? Did, you don't come out and make a statement and say you're telling the truth, <clears throat> and then run and hide when somebody. No, no, you, you just definitely do not that. with this yeah. story. Yeah. You know, here's here's one thing I do want to bring up just so that you know a little bit of history. When I was in Los Angeles doing the polygraph, I actually reached out and called Gloria Allred. Huh. Not knowing that Gloria Allred was the Obama supporter. Right. Uh, and we had a conversation. In fact, I even showed the hotel receipt showing the phone call being billed and the phone number to Gloria's office no and the time of the phone call. Do you remember in 2012, actually it was, I think, late 2011, uh, Gloria Allred came out with this woman who uh, accused Herman Cain yeah. of sexual assault or inappropriate. Um, but I don't know if you remember, remember how quick that woman and Gloria kind of faded I can't remember, Out? to okay. be honest, but I, I do remember it. Well, if you go back and pull up the videos, I want you to listen to the woman's description of what she claims transpired between her and Herman King. And then I want you to go back and pull up a video of me describing me in the limo with Barack Obama. And I want you to pay close attention to both descriptions, because the woman accusing Herman King described exactly what I said I did to Barack Obama in the limo as far as the hand on the thigh and the leg. She just switched it around to where Herman King's hands were touch oh, interesting. touching her. And when I heard it, I immediately went online and I called Gloria out on it. I said, wait a minute, this is BS. Gloria, this you gave story. this woman a description of exactly what I said took place between me and Barack Obama to lodge against Herman King. Did, did they do that to try and like front run your story? So no, I think they did it. That was 2012. I think they did it to try to destroy Herman King for whatever oh, okay. reason. Interesting. But yeah. Politics is dirty, man.
We got Sturdy. a we got a five dollar super chat by <coughs> Alyssa B eighty seven who says, "Isn't it offensive that Obama was hiding in the closet while chastising America for not supporting LGBTQ enough, etc.? Shouldn't he be fighting for his own people? Isn't this cowardly?" Well, on top of that, I don't think he came out in favor of gay marriage until twenty twelve. Yeah, well, to be honest with you, uh, <clears throat> you might hate me for for my response to this. Look, I, I, I'm openly gay. I've been gay my entire life. I grew up in the 60s. I knew I was gay at six years old. Uh, never knew what a closet was. Uh, for me personally, I have never felt that uh, anyone else's approval or acceptance was necessary for me to be me or live my life. And I've never thought that it was my obligation or right to insist that another actually give me their approval or or um, blessing in, in my life. Larry Sinclair, don't so, give a fuck. You know, you don't um, give a fuck. I love it. I, I, I'm a bit based. confused about today's uh, LGBTQ plus 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 thing. <laughs> You're a very gay. Star. Uh, well, I, I'm just confused about it because I'm not sure that people in the gay community actually want to live their lives as much as I see a lot of it as people uh, using their sexual preference as a crutch or as a, uh, as a means to, in all honesty, and forgive me if this is offensive, but it's just my honest opinion, it's almost like you want to make yourself appear to be victimized by everything and everybody in order, you know, for acceptance or, or, or it's whatever. It's, I, it's I, the I, oppression I, Olympics. Yeah, I, I, I just, I don't understand it. Yeah, especially when you look at uh, modern politics and modern kind of social discourse, there does seem to be kind of an incentivization of victimhood that is promoted by big tech social media, that is promoted by the media. Now, if you're a victim... You know, you are, are, are a protected class. You're someone that could get away with doing whatever the fuck they want. And it's ridiculous. And it's absolutely stupid. And I think people are just inventing new stuff, trying to, of course, get clicks. I think that I think there's a big possibility that the artificial intelligence is already sentient. I think it's already transhumanist. I think it's already in charge. I think it's already calling the shots. And I think it's manipulating human beings to such a point where we have reached, reached such absurdities where people are literally chopping off their dicks and being like, why do you hate me? Well, motherfucker, I don't hate you. Why are you chopping off your dick, though? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, hell, I'm, 60... I'm just concerned about you. Yeah. That's all. Hell, I'm 63 years old. I've never even used mine, and I still ain't chopped it off. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Larry so... is strictly a backdoor man. My guy. My guy. Hey, he's uh, he's committed. And he's consistent. He all right? so committed. He's, he's not backing up. <laughs> Uh, I, keep, I keep saying my headstone. I think that's all he's doing. <laughs> he's backing it up. I keep saying my headstone's going to say, here lies a virgin. <laughs> People might argue with that on certain points, but in one area, it will be true. All right, so it looks like we got a $30 uh, super chat by Passion Planet again, who says, quote, I challenge the Krasenstein brothers to use a little bit of that X money to host the polygraph test. Let's since go. They seem, they seem to be sure about the results. Why not just pay such a small amount of their money, uh, get this out there public challenge? I like that. Yeah, let's publicly challenge the crowds and scenes right now. I might do it on Twitter. 
Right now, hey, you guys, you know. Challenge them, but I choose the polygrapher because I don't trust nobody else anymore. That's fair. I, I, I did that once. Yeah. <laughs> Could it be someone random that we choose that is in the business? Because um, it can't be just like, hey, this guy yeah, lives we can't next pick to me. Well, well uh, no, no what, I, what, I, what I'm saying is when I say I choose uh, Tremarco, I don't know if you're familiar with him. Remember no. the old F. Lee Bailey um, show, Lie Detector or whatever? Uh-uh. Or, no. Okay. Tremarco is, trust me, he was one of the best in business. He might not even still be alive, come to think of it. But no, we will definitely choose one that's that's. It has qualified. to be impartial. Yeah. It has to be independent. Oh. It can't just be, you know, any oh, Joe Oh, believe me, when I contacted Tremarco myself, that was my first thing. You have to be apolitical. I have to be able to verify that you're not affiliated with either party. You're not politically active in any way, shape, or form. That's tough, man. Yeah, yeah, that's tough in, in, oh, in, in these days. But uh, yeah, let's let's reach out to the crowds and scenes and be like, hey, put your money where, uh, where your, your mouth, mouth is. is. Let's let's do this. Hey. Let's, let's 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 put the show on the road. Let's 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 really uh, let's really do this. As as much shade as I throw at the crowds and scenes, I will give them credit. They do step up when they're challenged. So the cha- the gauntlet well, has been thrown. Him. Let's go. Get this man a polygraph. Let's see if he's telling the truth or not, huh? I like that idea. Um. Yeah, let's I'm, do it. I'm ready. Absolutely. All right. Uh, anything else you want to say, Larry? Uh, thank you. And like I said, you know, you know, I'll always answer your questions. But uh, tonight, I'm done. I I really am. Um, Other than a polygraph test. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! If we do a polygraph, I'll do that. What I'm What I'm saying is, is I'm done. Um, I don't, uh, I don't need the, you you don't want to talk about a blowjob from 25 years ago for the rest of your life. I can't imagine why. Well, no, I, 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 I finally realized that it's not going to matter to these people. True. I mean, really, I mean, the freaking earth could break open tomorrow and have a old silent film playing in the freaking <laughs> depths of hell showing Barack Obama with multiple uh, dicks in, in, in the bathhouse in Chicago and they would still swear it wasn't true. I mean, right, my right, God. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I wanted this one last time. Like I said, after doing the interview with, with Tucker... And after talking with Luke, I really believed that coming and doing this with you guys was the smart thing to do. I agree. And I I hope you feel as if you got a fair shake from us. Uh, We were certainly not easy on you, but uh, I wanted to... I wanted to give you an opportunity to prove your case. Like if it, if we just gave you up softballs, then everybody would have gone home thinking like, who knows? Who knows Luke, if he's telling Luke the truth? Luke already knows I wouldn't have done it if he had have done softballs. Of course, I, 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 I'm not. I don't do that. For no sure. softballs, pure pencil dicks here. <laughs> Nothing else but the best for you, uh, the viewers of this channel. Larry, where can people find out more about you? Where can people support you? Um, I know you're doing like a health GoFundMe. Where can people find you and help you? Um, actually, the GoFundMe is on my uh, is on my Twitter page at Seeking Meaning S E E K N 
M-E-A-N-N. I have no idea how I came up with that name. Seeking meaning. Seeking meaning is basically, uh, yeah. Seeking meaning on X. Uh, definitely go check him out there. I hope you guys enjoyed this first ever <laughs> podcast here. Or you can do cash app at uh, dollar sign Hotoloco13. Hotoloco. Hotoloco. Hotoloco 13. I, I wouldn't expect anything else. Look, let's get your book out there. Uh, there's no reason not to do that. It is on Kindle on Amazon. Okay. What is it called? Barack Obama and Larry Sinclair, Cocaine, Sex, Lies, and Murder. Question mark. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I'm going to try to find my original copy of it. Uh, we greeted you with a sign at the airport. I think we might be auctioning that off for members of LukeUnfiltered.com for free. Uh, wh- who's ever a member of LukeUnfiltered.com gets that. Uh, we're going to probably go break for, for dinner right now. And uh, you had something else to say, Larry? Yeah, just for uh, people that might not understand. Yes, I flew into a different part of Mexico. Yes, okay. yes. You know, yeah. Hope you guys really enjoyed the show. It's been a, a really fun first show. This is just the beginning. We have a second show coming up not too far away from now. It, it could be tomorrow. It could be Sunday. We're still waiting for the, the guests to tell us when they're ready, but they, they are coming, and it's going to be a major guest uh, surrounding a major story that everyone's talking about right now. So there's a very topical story happening right now. We're going to have the guest involved in that topical story here on the second episode of this podcast. Again, this is not just one episode. This is the beginning of of a huge project, of a huge venture that's going to be really fun. Stay tuned for more. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you click the notification button here on Rumble, on YouTube, on Twitter, on, on Facebook. Uh, I, I think the most important one's going to be Rumble because, as you can see, the Rumble show was way better than the YouTube show. We did an hour on YouTube, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. We can't say dick. We can't say coke. We can't say <laughs> rape. We can't say all this other <laughs> fucked up shit that we ever want to fucking get into. I, I, I can't fully express myself on, on, on Rumble. The show is way better. So make sure to sign up uh, for an account here, the Rumble rants the 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 support that you guys give us through the chats i can't thank you guys enough for that again this is the beginning of a huge venture so subscribe to the rumble rumble.com forward slash we are change we're going to be clipping these shows and and stuff you know what the, the best person who clips the best part of this episode and gets the most amount of views we will give 200 dollars to we're going to be doing that as well oh, so brilliant. whoever clips the best part and gets the most views with tagging rumble.com forward slash we are change we'll get 200 uh from this episode again this episode is I on win. rumble and on, <laughs> it's on rumble and of course it is on youtube thank you again so much for watching clint where can people find you and support you yeah at liberty lockpot on twitter uh liberty lockdown on youtube spotify everywhere else and also co-host of tower gang which i will be heading over to in probably half an hour now, if you guys want to check us out, we also go uh, live on Rumble, YouTube, everywhere. But we get banned on YouTube constantly because we're out of our minds, as you can tell. Uh, Luke, absolute pleasure, brother. I, I, This was such a fucking incredibly fun episode. And and thank you so much to you, Larry, for, for flying out here and doing this with us. Uh, I just enjoyed it to a, a level that I, can, I can't even express right now how much <laughs> I enjoyed this conversation. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Um... I am the button pusher, OG. <laughs> OG, we are a change member since 2013. And yeah, you can find me, learn more at Steph, we are change. On Instagram. Yes, on Instagram. And then get more gear with all of your help and support. I love you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Share it with your friends and family members. We wouldn't be here without you. That's why we love you. Stay tuned for more. <laughs>